be the world champion with a body like that. I am Johnny freaking wrestling. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champion. Travis, my man, welcome to Rebel New Reality with me, Ramsey, and uh, Travis, and a little bit of a robot too, apparently. <laughs> uh, how's everything today, Travis? Not too shabby, not too shabby at all. Been quite an eventful week, but it's now just calming, calming down, and had to take a test this morning, and that's not fun. A test but, yeah. on a Sunday yeah. morning. Yeah, it's a it was a it's an it's a blended course. So I mean, we mm. take the test by a certain date, and I had to take it by uh, midnight tonight. So oh, I see, got it over with. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Did a little bit of studying for it just to refresh my memory just a little bit. Um, I don't think I don't know if it helped or not. Let's hope so. I hate tests like these just because I hate waiting, and it was only forty four questions. So it's like each each question is worth the two point value, and then they had. Uh, like three essay questions that were like five points a piece. You are so. making me not miss school at all. Oh, dude, I'm just, I'm so close now. I'm like I'm, I just I need this to be over like <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> so, uh, what is on the plate for today, Trav? AEW, well, I mean, WWE. Got, what do you want to talk about? We got tons that we can talk about with everything that's been shifting as of recent. I mean, we've got of course AEW that I'm sure we'll recap in just a little bit. Because that had some implications for Double or Nothing coming up in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE's officially started its road to WrestleMania, which started last week after the Royal Seth Rumble. Seth Rollins is injured. Uh, he's injured, but fortunately it's not like a, a WrestleMania-threatening injury, um, as I've seen some taglines be where it's like, well, oh, this now is they They've taken off all, all live appearances until April. Well, and you know, I'm not, I'm not too disappointed in that. I also read somewhere where they were looking at that he is, uh, that is the moment he probably is going to look at missing uh, the elimination chamber. He may be okay for fast lane mm-hmm. if, uh, if things go, go appropriately. But I don't know. I, I'm kind of in that circle of like, if he's able to do certain things, just have him do very minimal physical yeah, activity work and stuff. Right, right. Don't don't overexert him too much. Don't throw him in matches and things like that to where he could potentially get hurt. But still keep him relevant to where we're still fresh. You know, he's fresh on our minds. You know, we still got to remember that we're we're building to Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins and Mania here. So, yeah. Um. So since we're already on Seth Rollins, uh, Dean Ambrose uh, was in an intergender wrestling match this weekend, right, with Nia Jax. R- Really? I didn't know. I'm it, just either, learning about this. Either. I had a show last night, so I didn't hear about oh, this. Oh, okay. It was, it's either this weekend or it's coming up in the next couple of weeks, but it's a, a dark match, you know, obviously not aired, but it's going to be Nia Jax versus Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Why? Well, for two reasons. One, um, it has nothing to do with the intergender aspect, I want to point out, just because I actually like the idea because they – Intergender wrestling's been going on on the indies for quite a while now, and hell, WWE used to do it all the time back in the Ruthless Aggression and even the Attitude Eras. Um, so it's not something that we haven't seen from WWE before. It's just been some years. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I guess if you're Taz, he's he would be all for it, to I think, to a certain degree, just because 
more than likely the Dean Ambrose Nia Jax match that they hold on that house show, Dean Ambrose is going to put over Nia. So that would be going right into the story of what we've all heard since what was a week or two ago when it was announced mm-hmm. that Ambrose wouldn't be renewing his contract. And that in and of itself is still iffy in my opinion. I don't I don't know if this is an angle or not. Dude, it's an angle. I don't know, man. It's they, they, Here's the thing. Unless they just really, really, really trusted Dean Ambrose, you would not have Dean Ambrose in all these focal points, all these live airs, all these shows – if you're letting somebody, if you're letting the public know three months in advance he's going to be leaving, I mean that's, right. that's that's never been done. And the ironic part is, within a week, within a week of Dean Ambrose, uh, they released uh, what's the Asian guy, uh, Hideo Itami. He requested his release. Yeah, well, they requested his release, but still, I mean, they they should have known it was coming or something. They could, you know, it's just weird that's well, I didn't know he requested it, but still, I had a feeling they're probably waiting for <laughs> to get rid of him for sadly. But, um, I mean, every single person in the past, woman or man, has never given a three-week three, three week public announcement he's not going to sign. It doesn't look good. Because then you're like, oh, where's he going to go? I mean, I agree. I agree with all those points. Except, did, they, did they do it for Neville? Uh, well, no, they didn't do it for Neville. However, that was a whole different situation in and of itself because mm-hmm. Neville sat out for basically a full year of his contract until – he basically forced WWE's hand to uh, to release him. Um, I don't I don't know, man. Like, it makes sense that this is this is true that Dean's not resigning because you're kind of seeing some of the some of the writing is on the wall. And I say that because don't even do it. I knew you were gonna say that that Jeff Hardy thing of yours. Oh Lord. Okay. Twenty nineteen. Uh, what? <laughs> 2019. And you're still doing it 10 years later. <laughs> Things so. never change, bro. I, I can tell. So, um, <laughs> But with Dean, we've seen two different things already take place. Mm-hmm. Um, he himself has admitted several times that he's frustrated with WWE creative. Um, he's not a fan of doing the, as he called it, the hokey shit um, that they're accustomed to doing. Which, Dude, on um, Raw with him and EC3, that was legit good. Well, that was going to bring my next point, because this also serves to what Taz was saying on his podcast uh, this past week, was if Dean is on his way out of WWE, if if this is legitimate, Mm -hmm. then he should start doing the favor for uh, anybody that he works with, because that's in the traditional sense of professional wrestling. Anytime you're leaving a promotion to go to either a rival promotion or you're just usually on your way out, it's a respectful thing that anything that you do on your way out usually means that you're going to take the fall and you're going to pass on that credibility to somebody else. But I think it's all part of Vince and Triple H's little plan. They're going to make him lose to Nia. They're going to make him keep losing to EC3. You're going to think, oh, he's doing this whole favor thing. And then he actually is not going to leave. He's going to appear at WrestleMania or something's going to happen. He's going to interfere. He's going to come back to Raw after Mania and do something. He's not leaving. I just don't think he's leaving. I think Dan Ambrose is a smart enough guy and he's, he's built his way back up to being a prominent role again. And to be, I don't think it's a, I don't think in his mind it's a good time for him to leave. Yeah, well, down the, down I, I the road, I, I see that. But, I mean, why would you not – your wife's there, and she's in an awesome spot right now. You are, whether you're getting booed or cheered right now, you're in the highest spot you've been in since your last title run. Well, I mean, all these points are arguable, though. Yeah. And I say that because Dean 
yeah, while he's somewhat prominent, they handled his heel turn extremely bad because people were getting all sensitive and butthurt over the nature of his heel turn. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was let's uh, let's call a spade a spade. He you was, love the spade a spade thing. He was he was strong when he started mm-hmm. because the whole the whole thing of him turning on Seth the same night that Roman announced he was going to have to go and battle leukemia again it really triggered a lot of people uh, but you also had those people that were sensitive about it because they were like wow look at WWE once again capitalizing on a on a bad situation mm-hmm. and trying to turn it into an angle okay well first off uh, I'm sure Roman knew in advance. Second off, uh, this actually worked so well, you know, and I think what really drew the ire of people is when Dean uh, implicated, I believe is the correct word, uh, saying that, you know, Roman having to battle leukemia for the second time, you know, that's, as he said, you know, that's going to be his his day where he's meeting with the big man upstairs or whatever the case may be, yeah. you know, so whatever he said, you get my point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's where people started souring towards it. But his heel turn was extremely strong, and then it was just weaned down to this whole... Well, they're doing Bane shit and weird stuff. Yes, and yes. It, it looked way too forced. They turned it hokey, you know? That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying is he was he started off so strong. I know. And I can see where his frustration would be because it's not like this is the first time this has happened either. I mean, he had problems with Lesnar, Back in 2016, you know, and he made that vocally clear mm-hmm. on Stone Cold's podcast that he even called Lesnar lazy, which, I mean, come on, that dude, he don't mince words, and he was just like, this this dude just didn't want to do anything, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, Stone Cold even said on his podcast, as Bully Ray pointed out, Stone Cold came from the era of attitude, like, we remember where it's like, hey, if you're going to get over, it's the Wild Wild West, get yourself over, yeah. you know, do what you need to do. And Austin was telling Dean that when you go back and look at that near the end, but it's like Bully Ray put it, even though Austin came from that era and was saying, hey, kid, let's you know, do what brought you to the dance and get yourself over, Dean's rebuttal to it was like, there's only so much I can do, though, when you're under this corporate banner that's telling you you can't do these certain things. So you can't e- – it's not the Wild West anymore. So what made Dean Ambrose – popular on the indies which definitely would have made him popular had he been in the attitude era or even the ruthless aggression you era. don't mm-hmm. you can't do it these days you don't think he kind of did that with the shield though the way he acted a little bit no i don't oh i don't at all if you really go back and watch dean ambrose during his indie run even the unstable well, character too that's it's not the mm-hmm. unstable that you're you're you know making that foreshadow towards yeah. it's not at all it's he was he was legitimately a crazy badass you know, and all you need to do is go watch some of his stuff from Dragon Gate and CZW, and you'll see that that he he is not the same guy that we uh, that we know him as now. And I think he's just fed up with it. And I can totally see that being an issue of him being like, "No, I'm done. I'm done with that." And you say like Renee Young is in a prominent spot, which she is. She's the you know the female commentator and the permanent fixture for commentary on Raw. But man, when my own girlfriend watches Raw. And she even says that Renee is corny and sucks on commentary, and she's not even a regular fan. Dude, that's a problem. I don't think you know, know about it. Three, th- a three-man booth is always a problem, to be honest with you. It's oh, it's not easy. It's not fun. 
There's a lot of issues that come with three-man commentary teams. That's why, still to this day, the best commentary team that you will ever hear about is Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. To me, the second-best duo for commentary arguably could be Michael Cole and Taz. That's I just think they're trying to appeal to everybody, you know? It's true. It's very true. But, no, I don't, I don't see where this could be completely out of the realm hmm. of Dean Ambrose walking out. I, I, I just don't. I think it's very feasible and plausible just because he's tired of dealing with WWE. Yeah. You know, they, did, they don't handle it. I just don't see them well. announcing it. You know, it's just weird. Why would you want to announce it? One of your main stars you've been pushing for years and years and years, part of the Shield, is leaving. And, and I agree. And that's weird. where the whole dilemma comes in of is this an angle or not? If it is an angle, then I wouldn't be surprised to see Dean working with Triple H at Mania. And the only reason I well, say that is because why even give him they, a Mania match if the guy's leaving? I, I, I again, that's that's all these different weird. unknown factors, man. That's that's what I'm saying. We we don't know. We don't know what's true and what's false, which is great for WWE because it's getting us talking like this. You know, it's just it creates that illusion between reality and what we see on TV. You know, is this is this legit? Is Dean leaving or is he staying? Like, is this an angle or is it not an angle? That's that's brilliant because it's getting guys like you and me talking. I, mean, I about guess. It. I mean, it's, it's almost. It's, I mean, it's more like almost more another. I mean, dude, has so much confusing stuff. It's like, why would you want to put your your love for a wrestler, your pet, you know, your whatever your excitement for a wrestler, him him getting a build or a push, if you think, oh well, who cares if he's gonna lose or win this match? He's leaving anyways. In my mind, it wouldn't make would make a difference. So it's almost like it lose his appeal. Oh, the guy's leaving in a, two months. Who cares if he gets a title reign? Right, I and, and I agree, and I'm not even looking for Dean to get a title reign at this point, but well, I will you know, say, if, if this does end up, though, where Dean does have a Mania match, and if it is against Triple H, mm -hmm. then I will definitely say that the whole damn thing was an angle, especially if he goes over on Triple H, but if Triple H, for instance, does face Dean, because we still don't know if Triple H will even be able to wrestle at WrestleMania this year. There's a lot of people that didn't think after his crown jewel injury that he'd be back in time, mm -hmm. which he he very well may not be. So it all if Dean has a match at Mania, I think that's going to go a long way to determine exactly how legitimate this leaving of WWE is for Dean Ambrose. Okay. Uh, that's a Dean Ambrose, by the way. What else we got? A new WWE title. Oh, we haven't talked about it yet. I forgot. We, we have not it. had the chance to talk Dude, about it. Dude, I freaking yet. love it. Dude, it's it's <laughs> it's pretty I ain't gonna lie, it's pretty legit. What a great know? what a great little just add on to make his reign feel so different and fresh. I'm still you know, I'm still not sold on this whole eco warrior character that he's, he's doing. It's 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 great because it's just an extension of him. Yeah. But I, they've done this before. They did this with C.J. Parker, and I think you and I talked about this down in NXT, and it didn't work there. So now Wright it may so be well though. He had the gravitas to him, right? And I was about to say he very well could be the difference, and the way he's delivering it may uh, make the whole difference there from where it failed with C.J. or now Juice Robinson to Daniel Bryan. So it very well could be. Something that, that is good. I like that he's so passionate about the character because it does make you hate him more. <laughs> um, I mean, I love that he played to the Washington crowd, though, when he was in his hometown, though, and he just was like, hey, you know, we're already doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very reminiscent of back in the, the late 90s, especially 97, when Bret Hart would go to Canada, and even though he was technically the heel, 
he gets cheered in Canada and he doesn't play to the heel role at all because Canada is his home country, yeah. much to the same chagrin as Daniel Bryan going to his home state and playing to his home state. So, Oh, yes, yeah, left this week that, was really good. I love that. It was really, like, it was smart. It was, and, and, and that's what I also like about Daniel Bryan's new character change is that he's showcasing more of his intelligence that if you watch Total Bellas or Total Divas, you already knew how intelligent of a human being he was, yeah. but he's now putting it on the forefront for people that don't watch those shows. You can see just how incredibly smart and how much of a forward thinker he really is. Um, yeah, that WWE title, especially when he started talking about what it was made out of, and he said <laughs> hemp, I was like, oh my god, this is amazingly awesome. Yeah, like, was, yeah. <laughs> so many memes, so many memes came from that within 24 hours. It was awesome. And it reminds me a lot of the Stone Cold days with the Smoking Skull Belt, you know? That's exactly like, what it reminds had, me of. I'm like, this it, is like, it's like, this is like, this is like that version of that, and it's not as like, Edgy, it's not right? a badass version. Yeah, but yeah exactly. It, it fits Daniel but it fits Bryan. Daniel Bryan. You know? Exactly. Like Stone Cold had the smoking skull. John Cena was the one who originally had the spinner. So you know, it's it's a any time that you can be a champion and you make a title your own legitimately, not by just removing side plates and putting your logo and name on the side plates now. Yeah. But when you go to that extent. Yeah, you you definitely are a character that's going to leave somewhat of a mark, no pun intended, or a no. green foot in Daniel Bryan's case. So, so. what do you I mean? Who do you, who do you like better, the old Daniel Bryan or the new Daniel Bryan? I I'm I, I'm still on the fence with the old Daniel Bryan, or I'm sorry, not the old. I'm still on the fence with the new Daniel Bryan, just because I don't think it's hit the crescendo yet. You know, man, I, I still I, think they're building it. I just think, man, this is so freaking. It almost makes you think the old Daniel Bryan just sucks because Daniel Bryan's so good. Oh yeah, Daniel Bryan as a heel is great. Yeah, I just forgot that. You know, because before when he was a heel, he was like a lovable heel. But now he's still he's still a lovable heel. That's the bad sad part because like he's trying hard to be bad heel. But I think if he goes long enough and stays bad long enough, he'll be a bad guy. Long, you know what I mean? But right now he's still on the edge. Like people like like him a lot. It's new. It's fresh. Right. People are still, and and I think that's the problem. Is like Mm -hmm. you said when he when he was originally a heel, that's where the whole yes run really began you know especially wrestlemania 28 that's where we saw the 18 seconds happen with sheamus and we saw what happened throughout the night as well as the next night on raw fans were erupted for daniel bryan so i think that's that's still hard for some people to get away from the yes movement if you will or the yes chance yeah Um, i i like how he's been able to 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 deduce that a little bit by you know, condemning people, saying that the yes movement is dead and it's not about that anymore, and he's still playing to that very well. Um, I am interested to see where this goes for Mania. I really want to see who he ends up working with at Mania, because I think who he ends up battling for the title at Mania is going to go a long way to determining whether this character gets over or not completely. Um, there's been rumors that John over. Cena could be that guy. I don't know. Who? John Cena. I would I wouldn't mind that, you know me. I would I wouldn't either because that that builds to the story of two things. One, Daniel Bryan's still on his warrior path to making the environment better. Mm-hmm. And then you've got John Cena who epitomizes the lap of luxury with, you know, custom suits and, and everything like that. like that. And he's going for his seventeenth title, which would top Ric Flair. 
Mm -hmm. You know, the story can write itself, and I would not have an issue with John Cena and Daniel Bryan being the program to be for the WWE title going into Mania. So that was my question. My main question today, actually, was besides now John Cena, (laughs) who do you think else who's on the roster right now would also be a suit for him for for a WrestleMania match? That's the thing. I don't know if there is anybody else that would be. AJ Styles, they're saying? They've already done AJ. They can't do AJ again. You Bray know, Wyatt? They can tr- huh? Bray Wyatt? I don't know. It depends. Why? It it, it depends on where they go with that. Like, you know, yes, you don't think Bray be, Wyatt's a big enough star anymore? For a I, yeah, that's, 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 what it comes that's a problem right? in and yeah. of itself. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen Bray Wyatt on TV in how long now? Since at least since he and Matt Hardy broke, do, do they need to revamp him? <laughs> they like, need to. They what want... they need to do is they really now need to go full board with him being. Which I know they were trying to do that with the broken character thing, and yeah. it worked to a degree to get him over as a face. But the problem has always been the same with Bray Wyatt is that it's him as a solo act that they need to turn face. You yeah. know, let him do everything he's still doing. But the crowd usually would get behind him, you know, doing the Firefly things oh, and yeah. everything like that. Now you got to go full board with that if that is indeed where they end up going. Because you can easily also bring in Harper and have Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt go against Rowan and Brian. Yeah. So, but I don't know. That's I, I, Again, I can see where it can work, but honestly, I still think John Cena is the more feasible way to go. Especially after you know the whole Lars Sullivan thing being up in the air with CM. Yeah, what's what's going on with that? That hasn't really been talked about much again. I haven't heard much anything about it again. Lars is like out of the picture now. Uh, the last I saw where somebody talked about that is uh, I guess he's doing better when it comes to the anxiety issue that you know halted his his debut on the main roster. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to kind of scale back a little bit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they don't bring him up to the main roster because all those other guys think, that they were advertising have already shown up. I think in Vince's eyes, he's done for now. I don't think he's done for because he's still eyes, to look I just, Vince Vince's eyes, Vince is a very old school person. And if you're already buckling under pressure, I'm just saying Vince, maybe. I'm not saying 100%, man. I'm just saying. No, dude. Vince Vince likes big dudes. I guarantee that's you he's one still thing going like for him. he'll get a second yeah. chance. That's, that's true. What's well, one thing going for him? You're right. Well, and I think and that's where I was getting to is it'll probably be now instead of going into WrestleMania. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Lars until after WrestleMania. Mm. Like, I can see him debuting on the Raw after Mania now. So, yeah, and I, I don't forget, think I keep forgetting he hasn't debuted. <laughs> Do I? I keep forgetting he hasn't officially debuted because he's on the No, show. we just had the vignettes. I know. Yeah. Could be a whole other Emelina situation where we just see vignettes for months on end and then it doesn't deliver and then they backtrack on what they are going to do. So what do you think about EC3? I, I personally have liked EC3. I I like EC3 for for well, actually you know, you over love, the last you, you four years Impact now. Too, so. Do I? We know you used, to watch, or you used to watch Impact a lot too. You're probably, you, did you like him on there too on Impact? Uh, I did because, I mean, he was the, he was the guy that was – a WWE reject that went on to show that he could become a character. You know, he's one of the few impact success stories, you know, that's, that's so true. people, people can say that he's a WWE product that, you know, is he's just the reject that, uh, another impact picked up and things like that. 
But the thing is, is he didn't really have a character in WWE. He was never put into a role of prominence in WWE. Mm -hmm. So, no, I don't call him a WWE reject or anything like that. I call him a guy who was not cut out at the time for WWE. He had the body. He had the look, necessarily. But he didn't really have a character. He made himself into that character. That whole EC3 gimmick, which was... Uh, based off Dixie Carter and being the nephew of Dixie, that could have gone so bad if it wasn't done oh, right. I'm not sure what just happened. With the... Okay, good. I'm glad because my whole uh, software looked like it was down. And I was like, oh, God, we haven't been recording this whole time. We're, oh, we're shit. Good. <laughs> we're good. Are we still recording now? <laughs> yeah, we're recording. Oh, just... okay. So I'm glad we're going to have all this. This is cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no. I, I, I have call EC3... I call EC3 the success, uh, an impact success that is now transitioned back to WWE where he originally cut his teeth in. So mm. now it's going to be a matter of whether or not he can actually get over to the main roster crowd. So I guess it's a start for Raw, but we'll see. I honestly still think he'd be better on SmackDown. And personally, I really think they should think of forming a tag team in some instance or at least some kind of a duo faction with him and Bobby Roode and play off of their whole, hey, I'm entitled and rich man gimmick type of thing. But, hey, that's just me. Um, so, Trav, when, during the EC3 <laughs> thing with Alexa Bliss, they are making Alexa Bliss to be a little slut these days. Well, I won't say slut. Well, the, I... the things they're saying, it was like very provocative, man. And she was like saying all these things about... Uh, I don't know. The thing she was saying, she was making jokes about you know sizes and different things. I'm like, this is not the Alexa Bliss that you, that was popular before, you know a year ago. Well, this isn't the WWE that we are but, accustomed to. Come on, either. you can't say there. What's the right word without getting in trouble? So is it slutty? I well, slutty. I don't know. Sexual jokes. She was making sexual puns. Sexual. Sexual jokes. innuendos. Yeah, and that for I mean that's like the opposite of what uh, the mainstream crowd supposedly, which I don't believe the majority of people who watch Raw and SmackDown on a day-to-day -day, uh, continual basis are i personally think they're that sensitive they're, they they think oh that's a little okay we're maybe still old school stuff but i mean i think the very few are the ones who get upset by this but to me i was like kind of taken back like oh what's what's this rated again you know you had to go check the ratings <laughs> yeah and i honestly think that this is i've i mean you and i have talked several times and i've said before that wwe can still be a pg product and mm -hmm. still be a little edgy you know, as as I gave the example before, NXT has done it successfully. Why, why is I'm just so, so weird? Like I don't, I just still don't understand how the the world has changed so much when 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 you can still go see a rated R movie or PG thirteen movie and they have these kind of jokes and you're fine. But you know, for WWE who got popular, um, um, arguably because of these kind of jokes and right blurring the lines, they can't even blur the lines a little bit anymore without half a Twitter blowing up. But like, yeah, how do you expect them to ever get the same ratings again if they don't at least try to be a tiny bit edgy? I mean, if you're yeah. going to appeal to a whole bunch of 10-year-olds and, you know, freedom fighter, warrior girls, whatever they call them these days, I mean, you're not going to get a good product in the long run. You need to make things edgy. At least I think so. I'm a, a male adult. I don't want to watch kitty stuff all the time. Right, and that's and that's where I've always said, and, I, and again, you and I have talked about this whole PG era is, you know, this is centered around a family-friendly, kid-friendly product. The problem with that is eventually these kids are going to grow up and they're going to want something that's different. They're not going to want to keep looking at the same 
uh, landscape and cartoonish, jokingly gimmicks that we've seen in WWE over the last decade and a half now. They're going to want something that's a little bit more edgy. Because in my opinion, the world's just gotten edgier as we go, but we also get more sensitive. So it's like, <laughs> you can't really seem to balance the two of them out, apparently. Uh, but I don't, I don't have a problem with it. And I really think that WWE should continue doing what they're doing because I don't care if you're somebody that wants to come out and say, oh, you know, why is WWE, like you said, getting on some kind of Twitter rant or whatever saying that they should be this or that. And I'm like, okay, here's the thing. If you watch any kind of other shows like Game of Thrones or exactly. anything like that, it's the same And it's those the same are super concept. high rated. It's, a, it's just a story. You know what I mean? It's... It's supposed to entertain you. This isn't reality. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think Probably people sometimes reality. lose sight of that. Mm -hmm. That's that's just my opinion. It's just people get too sensitive about it and forget that this is still a entertainment product. I just I mean I get they don't have to do certain things like when it's like putting women back or sure you know, picking sure. on picking on racist the racist stuff. But I mean some things like it's human nature for a guy to think a girl's hot and the girl wears whatever clothes whatever or whatever the scenario or the or the you know a lot of girls they I mean all the guys are wearing spandex too I'm sure girls don't mind a buff looking dude I mean I know you know, I, I totally you know even you hear people all the time are saying well why do girls have to wear those outfits still I'm thinking what they don't have to I was I'm like sure oh my god I never even thought about that please yeah. <laughs> I'm not I, saying that's why I watch wrestling or that's why I watch women's matches. I'm saying, like, Jesus, sooner or later we're not going to have anything that's even edgy. It's all going to be some bland product that nobody's going to watch anymore, and it's going to end up ruining the whole product. Well, and this goes to your point here, and I'll ask you because it goes straight into what you just made of, of a statement there. Do you really even notice, or is it even any kind of like a – I don't want to say a turn-on, but I'm just going to throw that whoa, out there. Whoa. Like when you, watch, when you watch a woman's match, for instance, we'll keep using Alexa Bliss. She yeah. wears like the – the sports bra type of top with uh, kind of the uh, like cheerleader like Spanx, yeah. if you will. Does that at any point or time when you're watching her, do you're like, oh, I'm not focusing on the match, but God, look at that body. You know, has, has that been something that's gone on with you recently? Because I I can say that I have legitimately been able to watch matches with those type of outfits. Well, maybe when I was younger, still enjoy them. When I when I was when I was younger, of course I watched it. Absolutely. But now, but now that I'm older, it's like. I, it's, and it has to be some kind of like extremely provocative like WrestleMania outfit, right. something special to really make me like stare. Because I'm actually focused on, I'm actually more watching that for botches and see how good they are, how they flow. So I can, exactly. yeah, so I can actually <laughs> comment on it and on stuff like that. So I really don't even look for that stuff anymore. It has to be something extremely provocative, which I know other audience members are going to talk about it on Twitter, so I can engage people. Besides that, I've never even thought. I mean, I. I mean, I'm a guy, so of course I think Alexa Bliss is hot as hell. But, you know. Right. I'm not but saying. that's different. That, that, but I can't that's say not, she's hot as hell because she's wrestling. No, right. you can do both. She's a good wrestler and she's beautiful. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I mean, if, now like you were saying, like back when we were younger, absolutely, because you also got to think that's what they were centering women as back when we were watching it as kids, mm -hmm. you know. So absolutely, it was meant to do a <laughs> certain things. So... Yeah, absolutely. But no, these days it's more focused on the athletic ability of, of the woman. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think mixed martial arts did a lot to curve that as well. Because, yeah. I mean, Ronda Rousey, the outfit she wears now is basically exactly what she wore when she was doing MMA in the UFC. So, I mean, I think that also helped kind of curve that a little bit. And it's done well. So, no, I don't even 
I see that as a second, like you said, it must be something extremely outrageous to where I'm like, holy shit, type of thing. Yeah. But, but no, I don't even look at the women's wrestlers like, oh, wow, she's just, she's hot, absolutely, but I'm not focused on her attractiveness. Yeah, the, when you're a young kid, yeah, 8, 16 years old, of course. I mean, it's, yeah. But you know what? If I'm a business guy and I'm running a company that's trying to get everybody in, I'm going to have something for everybody. If you don't exactly. like this, if you don't like this part or you don't like the fact that Alexa Bliss dresses scandalous or she makes sexual windows, then just mute it the show or don't tune into her segment because obviously you know the segment's not going to go more than 4 or 5 minutes. Come back in 5 minutes or mute it. Or better it. Or yet, just on, don't watch the freaking product. Or don't watch her product and run for everybody else. Same goes for like hardcore matches. I mean, I love a good hardcore match. What's well, I mean, don't overdo it, but I don't mind somebody busted up a little bit or trash can over their head. If you're afraid of your ten-year-old or six-year-old watching the damn thing, then make it let them watch something else. Don't ruin it for me, who's going to be buying their products and who's been putting their own money, uh, you know, most of my life into the product. If you're going to be watching, I don't know. It just pisses me off when somebody who's like is a casual watcher or doesn't barely watch or even add to the money that WWE's probably making. When I know I definitely. <laughs> I, when I, I know it definitely, I have given I've given WWE thousands of dollars in my lifetime. Yeah, see, that's you, a, I'm that's sure awesome. you have too on shirts and memorabilia and tickets and you know, you know what I mean. I don't. Uh, yeah, I just I'm tired of people just getting so ugh, over it. You know. Yeah, I know we've talked about it before, but it's still to this day. Every time, every time I'm watching Raw or SmackDown and I'm on Twitter while I'm on there, I'm like, everybody always just picks on them. I'm thinking, how does how does WWE ever do anything edgy? Without having uh, some big news problem, some problem online. Yeah, for real. Um, what else uh, is on the table? We have. I mean, we can, if you want, let's go right into the AEW stuff since that's become the big talk this week. I mean, it's been a big talk, man. But I just, I, it's so new and so fresh. Everybody's hyping it up so much, which I think is going to hurt it in the long run. I don't. Um, I'm not. I don't think this is going to be anything that hurts the product at all. If anything, it's great, and it's going to just bring publicity to it because even no, in I'm a, talking about the hype as in we don't know anything about it. We don't know what if they're going to be have a, even have a cable contract on TV. We don't know if it's going to be a long-term thing. We don't know if it's going to be once a month, twice a year. Oh, no, it's definitely, it's definitely a long-term thing, and I do believe the reports that they are in talks with networks right now because yeah. uh, even Chris Jericho said, and yes, while Chris Jericho is known to troll people – on the line especially, um, for him to say that he signed an, an exclusive deal with them, I honestly, for three years nonetheless, um, I do believe that when he said that I would not have signed that if there was not some kind of television deal that was yeah, being... Yeah, I, I heard that, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't disbelieve him on that. I don't think he was just trolling people. I don't think he was just getting that to get people talking. I think he was legitimate. You know, I think they do have options that they're weighing right now. And this whole thing with Double or Nothing, dude, I'm just saying right now, I said it with All In last year, that that was going to be the show that changed the landscape of professional wrestling. And so many people said that that wasn't going to do anything. And here we are now, not I mean, even a year honestly, later. nothing really special happened. And no crazy five-star amazing matches happened, Travis. That's I'm not crazy, saying, that's I'm not saying that the match quality – I wasn't saying match yeah, yeah. quality was outstanding. Because, yes, there were great matches on the show. But what I was talking about is just the overall impact of the show. Yeah, yeah. This was the first time that – They made it work. They got these guys together, indie stars. Yeah, it's true. This was any company since WC 
or it's not even WCW, but this was basically the biggest independent show since the NWA did the original Starcade. Mm. You know, that's what I'm saying. I don't think people understand the correlation between Starcade '83 and All In of '18. Well, I don't. I don't. People, do I don't know if people get did, that. So. I mean, it takes a lot to get all those people together. To yes. Then you sold out. I mean, it's a, yes. It's a, it's, a, it's a huge feat. Not only that, you had two different world titles, quote-unquote, yeah. for two different promotions being defended. You had the NWA title with Cody and Nick Aldis, and then they did the Ring of Honor title with Jay Lethal and Flip Gordon. That's huge, man. Yeah. Ain't nobody ever – no other promotion has done that. Not at least uh, with the exception of New Japan, but again, that's Japan. That wasn't a domestic product. So that's where I'm saying is AEW is about to make a lot of headway – and make a lot of noise with Somebody what asked they're me doing. this online, like, where do I see, like, a question, I was doing question and answers, and they asked, like, where do I see AD, AD, or how AEW going to give a WWE a run for their money? I said, honestly, in three to five years, maybe. But for people to think hey, they're going to be at WWE's ratings within the first couple years, they're crazy. If it does happen, oh my god, that would be nuts. But I just cannot see them pulling... Uh, they're going to have hype. They're going to have some kind of hype for the first month. People are going to want to tune in. But WWE has done this for a long damn time. And Absolutely. For th- and for them to accrue the same amount of casual followers, watchers, uh, the spans of decades of moms and dads and grandpas growing up with wrestling, for AEW to close in on the ratings that quick will be the most – that would be the most – how long did it take WCW to get close to WWE? Uh, let's see. Um, we're going strictly – if we're going strictly from the time of inception with WCW mm-hmm. – um, the WCW brand itself didn't really start toppling WWE in the ratings until they did the New World Order gimmick in 96. And WCW, in all technical approach, um, that was created from the ashes of the NWA, if you will. And that was done in the 90s, like, or in, in 90, I believe. I believe yeah. 1990. So it took them six years before they became the... They were always the alternative, but they yeah. didn't become number one until 96. And what did they have to do to get there? I mean, I'm not saying it's mainly because of Hulk Hogan, but they had to grab major, major WWE stars. Hulk Hogan is the equivalent to them pulling John Cena to AEW. Am I right? Well, right. Well, and I and I would definitely make that good analogy there um, as well. I you watched WWE more than I ever did, but watching all the shows, all the recaps, all the Raw, the WWE Network stuff, you can just do it. You can see the big shift that happened when Hulk Hogan went over there because it made it seem more legitimate, more of a. Well, and exactly, Hogan definitely legitimized WCW, but WCW didn't reach the success that it did until they signed Hall and Nash. So, yeah, that's true uh, but again, that was WWE guys that they signed, but they were not the the broke down uh, guys that they were used to signing. Like it wasn't Macho Man, it wasn't Hulk Hogan, it wasn't Rowdy Piper. It was two guys that were part of the quote unquote new generation that kicked mm-hmm. off back in ninety two, ninety three, and yeah. here you are, shift four years, uh, four three or four years later, and they're over on the other product making new headway. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying there, and I am not saying by any means that AEW is going to be number one at uh, by the end of this year. But what I am going to say is that don't be surprised to see AEW become uh, a prominent alternative, much to what WCW was to WWE in the early 90s. So I do see that happening rather quickly because people are so desperate 
for a different product. They don't want to just have WWE. They want to have a number two. And to be fair, the only time that there ever was a potential for a number two product for the U.S. domestically-wise with WWE was TNA back when Hogan and Bischoff originally got in there, but then we really saw quickly that that was nothing more than a money grab by Hogan and Bischoff at that time. So... That was the only time and the only company that ever came close to being a second alternative to WWE, which they did have a lot of good matches, especially from about 2007 up to about 2010, 2011. And that's when the Hogan-Bischoff regime really took over after that. So you can argue that TNA definitely had its time. But I really do think that this this new company, AEW, with the backing that there is behind it, with the wrestlers being more in control of their characters and stories and not being put under such a microscope. And they, how, they, how long will it last? Where like the Young Bucks, it's their company, and it's Young Cody Rhodes' company, and they have all these mo- much money in their life and their and their name involved. What if somebody is, what if Hangman or somebody has a stupid-ass idea and they just, they just don't want to go with it. And then they start becoming that thing they didn't want to become. But they realize, okay, well, we have this kind of audience. We don't want to go this route, you know, Hangman or whoever, Pac, whoever has this idea. I just sure. think every single boss is going to have some kind of limitations. If to, for, to, for them to think they can give the rest – or people think they can have full creative control while being on a cable television show with a certain rating, I just don't think that people understand how the world works. Sure, but to that very same point, super crazy things on a PG PG show. But to be to be fair, and to go to that same point though, Mm -hmm. there was a company at one point or time that actually did successfully have wrestlers that were uh, either given just an idea or a direction, or actually, as most documentaries have shown, and the wrestlers that were in that company Mm -hmm. said that they did have creative freedom to an extent because they were in control of their character. If they had an idea, they presented it and everything like that. And that company was ECW. And That's, ECW that, that, was a success. ECW could not, I mean, you're 100% right, but I just don't know how ECW could last today, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, I mean, obviously I was actually going to say that again. But that was financial reasons for that. I was going to ask you too before that, that. I mean, like something like a, a Joe Ryan having their having dicks and stuff on stage. People get upset about sexual jokes on Raw. Can you imagine that? I, I just don't. It's just funny to me how something that like those kind of things can get super popular and people don't get offended by it. But yet, mm-hmm. there's stupid things that Raw and SmackDown do stupid little tiny things, and those get blown out of proportion. Do well, you, and I agree. And, do and, indies but that have like a different to... standard. Well, that goes again to what I'm saying is people are looking for the alternative. You can have yeah, WWE. I, think, I, think I, right, saw, yeah. I saw a meme earlier this week that actually made every bit of sense that you can imagine. <laughs> and it simply was like, uh, New Japan is great. Ring of Honor is great. Yeah, WWE I, I, I is you share great. that. Yeah. yeah, and I think you saw it, and I think you may have liked it too. And it's just simply Basically saying... Basically, it had listen, every single wrestling company, and it said all of them were great. Nothing was wrong. And then it said wrestling is great pretty much right now. Right, because it's because there's options. That's that's the key. Is if you don't like one product, mm-hmm. go tune into this other one and see if you like it better. Instead of ruining for everybody else. <laughs> exactly. If you're not happy with one show, you have a plethora of other options. If you don't like WWE right now, go watch Impact. If you don't like Impact right now, give Ring of Honor a shot. If you don't like Ring of Honor, try MLW. You know, there's there's so many different options. And, and that's what's so great about the wrestling climate right now. We didn't have these options 
the only other time we had a a little bit of this option, and I say a little bit because ECW itself was hard to get in certain markets or wasn't able to be uh, obtained at all. See, I can never find it when I was on when younger. I try, I try, I once in a while I got found it, but like for some reason I can never like. That's my know. point. I don't know. I forgot why that was when I was younger. Why was that? You know. That's what I was gonna say. Is the '90s? You real? You had three promotions. You had ECW, you had WCW, and you had WWE. ECW though was very difficult to find. So really, you only had WCW or WWE, maybe ECW, depending on the market you lived in. But now we have so many different outlets to watch so many different other promotions: New Japan, MLW, AEW, soon WWE. Even WWE's expansion brands like NXT. UK, um, yeah, you're right. All that stuff. All these different things, dude. We've got niches. You know what I mean? There's mm. there's something for everybody. You just got to find the one that fits what you like best. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. Obviously, I've got you speechless. <laughs> well, I'm actually editing Dana Bryan's picture right now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that too. I'm, li I'm listening. <laughs> oh, man. But I mean, when so you, I mean, I think AEW does have a chance. But I'm just saying, people are really like saying, "Oh, WWE's gonna go under now." It's wrong. Oh no, they won't ever. I'm go like, under. what is what is this? I mean, come on. They won't. We gotta go at least see that. We gotta at least see the product first. We don't know anything yet. We have no know nothing. I mean, it's just one of those things. Like you can't have a you can't have a Domino's or Pizza Hut. It's been around for freaking decades. Then have somebody's pizza coming all Travis's pizzas. Oh, Travis's pizza is gonna have the best pizzas and it's gonna kill this corporation. Gonna gonna be a while before you can p kill a big corporation like WB. Sure, sure. And Travis is probably I agree. a whole bunch of freaking. I don't know. Sorry. I don't think it would. I will say I don't think it will take as long if AEW delivers on what we've seen so far, especially with signing Kenny Omega now. Um, Which sucks. Whatever, man. I know. I just sucks you can't WWE. see him on WWE right now. I just think I just think right now there's nobody like him on WWE, and it would be just. Fresh, fresh, breath of fresh, fresh air. I don't know, man. I mean, granted, if you, if the rumors were true about what contra, uh, what type of contract WWE offered him, mm -hmm. yeah, I can totally see where he took a gamble and decided to go with an upstart company instead. What happened? I didn't know about that. What is that? So, according to a couple of news outlets, again, not this, mine. It's not confirmed or denied, um, but. I guess part of the contract that was offered to Kenny Omega, which hasn't been offered to many people outside of John Cena or Undertaker or a couple of your veterans, mm -hmm. essentially, um, apparently he was offered some form of creative control of his character. Um, and apparently it was, I believe they offered him a, a seven-figure multi-year deal. Mm, so. Really? That's that's rumored. I believe it was seven. It could have been just six. I don't know. But the money apparently was a massive. It was a massive amount that was being offered to him. Um, so take that for what it's worth. But if that is the case, if any of that was true, if it was a seven-figure deal that well, had, I, mess, I'm, I, misunder I misunderstood that. There, you told me a seven-figure deal. Yes. No way. Rumoredly. I, just rumoredly. Thought, I don't think Vince would do that. I do can what? see a six-figure, but a seven-figure deal for some guy you don't know if he's going to make it or not. That's nuts. Over over a, over a multi-year deal, okay. meaning meaning that you're guaranteed to make seven figures over, like, for instance, three years. That's nuts, though, for WB. Do you want that's, that's nuts for WB unless you're Brock Lesnar. 
Right, right, exactly. And uh. so that's why I'm saying if that rumor is true, then yes, that was a massive deal that he turned down. Um, I admire him for doing it, though, and he's ba- – again, this is he's a – He's kind of been about that he- stuff. That's why I've always liked him. He's always said those kind of things like his – you know, he's never really had a social media account until about three four years ago. He's never really been about those kind of things. He just always liked wrestling and video games and kind of stuff I've always liked, too. And if mm-hmm. he did turn something like that down, it makes me respect him more, but it, I'm still pissed off. <laughs> it just ba- it just means he's banking on himself. Yeah, but I don't think he's ever going to make as much money as with NWE. I, I, maybe, maybe not, but again, only time it will tell. It may not matter to him either. So. We'll see. Again, this the, this double or nothing show coming up in May, which tickets go on sale. Uh, pre-sale starts Monday, general public sale on Wednesday. Um, go to AEW or AllEliteWrestling.com to get more information. Or RumblingRumors.com has information too for you. <laughs> yes, you can. Rumbling Rumors provides a link to that website as well. So. Yep, you already saw it? Mm-hmm. I did see it. So I actually had to utilize it at one point so I could get to the website. <laughs> oh, you're going to go? Uh, I signed up for the pre-sale, which the, are you all serious, they do is, Travis? That's awesome. They said, "Well, the pre-sale if you go, bro. You need to hold a freaking rumbling reality sign, man." Well, again, a pre-sale doesn't mean I'm oh, getting a ticket. That just means that I'm going to have access to buy a ticket. Um, yeah. And it's going to be at a certain time, and I have to use a certain code in order to look at the ticket prices. Because that's also going to determine if I go or not is those ticket prices. It's all so. a hoopla. They should just do a certain – it's 2019, man. They should have a thing where you can't buy more than like three or four tickets. That's it. Because I hate these fucking scalpers, bro. It's so annoying. Oh, I know. And I think actually that this is uh, one of the, the company they're using yeah. actually helps with that. I think they put a two-ticket per, per customer limit on it. So, Good. I think I could be wrong, um, but that is that. If that is the case, also that just goes to show that most of the people that are going to buy these tickets, much like All In, was the same way, where people were worried that they were going to buy multiple tickets, and then scalpers were going to try to scalp them. But as it ended up being, Dave Meltzer did a lot of figurations with it, and it basically came out to where there may have been like maybe a thousand tickets in general that were scalped for All In. To the original WWE, though, where you'll have over 4,000 tickets, depending on the event, scalped really? for WWE. So, yeah. Uh, you're going to have more wrestling fans that are there for just that. They're there because they're a fan, not because they wanted to buy a ticket and then go sell it to somewhere that a true fan wants. You know? Yeah. That's... I don't think you're going to have that problem because that's what I think this company does is help eliminate that that issue by doing that, well, you know, one per... That's pretty cool. I, I think so too. So, but yeah, double or nothing is going to really determine, in my opinion, what the future of AEW looks against? like. Do what? Who's Cody Rose going to go against? That's still up in the air. Nobody That's knows. Crazy. I, I mean, I'm surprised they haven't announced it yet. Right now, there's I think there's only three matches that have been announced formally. Maybe four. Um, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho 2 is basically already been slighted as uh, as a match. Um, you've got Hangman Adam Page against Pac for most people are assuming it's going to be for the inaugural crowning of an AEW champion. Uh, they've got the Young Bucks going up against the Lucha Brothers, which that is going to be absolutely amazing. Um, so who was first, Lucha Brothers or Lucha House Party? Lucha Brothers were first. Okay. <laughs> Because they are actually brothers. So. Well, I mean, the actual, it's like the, the Lucha kind of thing. The uh, yeah, I team. believe they were doing the Lucha They're Brothers such, such thing similar the Lucha House Party. Okay. So, 
Um, and then I believe they've got SoCal Uncensored, which is uh, Scorpio Sky, Christopher Daniels, and Frankie Kazarian going up against uh, some guys from the Japan promotion. But also, you got to remember, what also makes this even more interesting is All Elite did what New Japan and Ring of Honor did, and now they're in a joint partnership, AEW is, with AAA promotion from Mexico, which AAA is like the... How do I put this? It's like the WWE of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure so that's many, that's huge. I'm sure, there's not many huge competitors in Mexico. So no, no, not at all. So to sign AAA to some kind of uh, uh, talent exchange deal, like again, much like what Ring of Honor and New Japan have already, that's huge for All Elite. So oh, yeah. So that's great. All great things are happening right now. I agree. What else we're missing? We're missing, we're missing something else. You tell me that if we're missing something. Something major that happened uh, this last two weeks we haven't talked about yet. Uh, I mean, we. I don't know. Did we get a chance to talk about the Becky Lynch Ronda Rousey? We did not. Thank you. There we go. See, I I got you. Major. Yeah, we won't go too much into this because I know most people already know what the deal is. Uh, Becky and Ronda is rumoredly supposed to become a triple threat with Charlotte being added. I don't want to see that because it's this would make and I and I actually know this, it's a it would be the third triple threat match Hmm. where Becky and Charlotte are involved with each other and it's just a different person and that's the third wheel. And that just to me that just completely negates the Becky and uh, the Becky and Rhonda feud because now you're putting more focus back on Becky and Charlotte, which is stupid to do. Um, Carmella was the first one uh, with their triple threat and then Asuka was thrown in there for TLC mm-hmm. now you're throwing Ronda in there if that's going to be the route that they go and it's just not needed you know yeah, this, uh, the whole Asuka thing I don't want to talk about anymore that just pisses me off alone they've destroyed Asuka well I mean not really she's the champion now She doesn't, but she feels like a transitional champion so well, so far. Like, it's almost like to she's be fair, Yeah, I haven't seen her on SmackDown. But you know what I mean, so. though. I get it. I know she's champion. But she feels like a transitional champion. You know, it's only a matter of time. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But no, I, I totally get where your hesitation is on that one. And then we, of course, got you know the women's title, the tag team titles that'll be at the Elimination Chamber. Um, I don't know. I haven't made up my mind on how that's going to go. Um, <laughs> But, no, I, I definitely believe that if you want to sell WrestleMania and you want to have the very first ever women's main event for WrestleMania, do not sell this as a triple threat. It needs to be strictly Becky versus Ronda, and that's it. It does not need – the story is writing itself. It wrote itself back at Survivor Series. Like, you've got it set. You know, People are behind Becky. They like Becky. Ronda – People like Ronda to an extent, but people she's really coming Ronda off like more of a bitch Ron, you know that? Do what? People started booing Ronda like crazy on Raw. That's what I'm saying. She's being played off as more of the heel bitch role. And that which... was the first real, like, did she, she got fired up too from that. You see that? Yeah. I don't I don't know, man. I think she even got flustered when she was doing her, uh, her promo the night after the Rumble when Becky showed yeah. up. Yeah. Dude, I think she was getting thrown off by people wanting Becky so much. I think so too, because you know why? I think they're feeding her stupid shit behind the stage, and when she gets out there, it's different, you know. <laughs> yeah, she's not she's not used to doing script work and things like that, and I think it really throws her off when people basic or when fans, I should say, take the show hostage, mm-hmm. you know. So 
I don't know, man. I don't. They don't need to add Charlotte. Period. It just needs to be Becky and Ronda. Hundred percent agreed. I yeah. I don't think there's anybody that wants to dispute. I, that. I just don't know how many triple threat matches besides like the Rock and Stone Cold and uh, Triple H. I mean, I really can think of that really are amazing triple threat matches. Well, like, that's the triple threat that never happened. But well, oh, they've wrestled before. All three. No, years. they have not. We have talked about this on this maybe very I same just, show, maybe too. Maybe I just did it so many times on No Mercy and all the video games, I get confused yeah, but it with the reality. Fruition. The only time that The Rock, Triple H, and Stone Cold were supposed to be in a triple threat mm-hmm. was back at Survivor Series 99 when they pulled the infamous Austin got hit by a car angle. So, Oh, that's what I'm thinking about. Damn, I didn't get an old, bro. I don't remember anything anymore. That's why you got me. I keep you in line. I don't know about that, but yeah. I mean, I just told you that it didn't happen, even though you were swearing for a second it did. Well, yeah, I'm bad about that. <laughs> That's why I'm here, man. I keep you in line. Oh, weirdo. All right, bro. Anything Anything else? We're good. We got it all covered. All the wrestling cover for this week. I think we got it covered because we agreed solely on the Becky Lynch thing. So, yeah, we didn't have to spend much time on that at all. <laughs> Well, guys, thanks for tuning in to Rumbling Reality, and we are going to try to be more consistent. I don't well, think we've, been, I don't let's, think we've let's, done let a back-to-back. Back. I had a, I had a oh, personal yeah, you, family yeah, you. that took place last week, so oh, yeah, that's definitely. why we didn't do it last definitely. week. So I think we haven't done a back-to-back episode in like two or three months. I, You may actually be very right. <laughs> and a lot so. of it's probably because of me, so. <laughs> well, it's okay. We had It's family stuff, you know. But, yeah. yes, we will definitely do better to be more consistent. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Uh, Travis, go. <laughs> All right. Guys, always is a pleasure, and it's always awesome that you guys tune in and listen to us. Thank you so much. We are definitely going to be better at this, I promise you all. Uh, but we please, go through in the meantime, We go through phases. Yeah, yeah, we do. In the meantime, though, you can still always go to rumblingrumors.com, which is updated every single day with new articles, polls, Free HD wallpapers designed by Ramsey himself. Great articles by Gordon Rube as well as a couple other great writers. You can tune in to rumblingrumors.com to see all that. You can also go and follow Rumbling Rumors over on Twitter, at Rumbling Rumors. Like us over on Facebook. And, of course, if you want to follow both Ramsey and I individually, you can follow Ramsey at WWE Ramsey and me at Travis underscore Falhark. So enjoy your week ahead and yeah, please come back next week when we actually do our back-to-back episode. So. <laughs> All right, guys. You have a good one. See you next week. Peace. Peace.